Welcome to the War on Weakness podcast. Uh, this is episode number 14. My name is Cody Pollard. I am producer of the um, podcast. To my left, I have Mr. Ken Rutherford. And to my right, I have Mr. Tanner Applegate. And today, uh, we're doing a Q&A. So, I guess we might as well jump right into it. Um, Tanner, I'm assuming you got these questions from... The internet. The internet. Those are questions directly Other from the interwebs. Fans? Yeah. Gotcha. So there's yeah. So I'll just explain. for the, these were listeners that that yeah. you you've conversed with. We posted out a while back to, that we wanted to do this Q and A because that was actually suggested to me by quite a few people more than I thought because they like the way that we answer questions. I guess that they like the polarizing perspective of Kenny and I. So I've actually had quite a few people reach out and say, you guys should do a Q&A because I have questions or whatever. Um, so they are from people that have been listening to the podcast from the start. The first question is uh, from a fella that uh, actually has listened to lots, has had lots of questions. So he sent something in and then I'll explain the second. There's two questions. I'll explain the second one when we get going and how that came about. So, Gotcha. Okay. So the first question is, what are the five to six rules to battle weakness? Example, he gives anti-pussy rules. <laughs> well, Tanner, so, so just so I'm clear, there's somebody that's asking for what are the rules that to, to, to being strong. Or His uh, question was, as far as the war on weakness goes, yeah. what are, I believe he said, five to six things that I could follow to fight the war on weakness. Okay. So. Well, you want to go first? You go first, Tanner. Yeah, we can do that. Let's go one for one, two for two, three for three. Do you want to do it that way? Sure. Okay. Like, I'll, I'll say my first one and then Let's you say her. yours. So my first one, which will be a complete mind blower, I'm sure, to everybody, is train. And by that, I mean lifting or f- physical training, becoming stronger. And then I also added fighting into that. Um now, I'm going to quickly explain why I choose those two things. One is to combat weakness, be strong. And strength is, first of all, built in the physical body or is expressed well in the physical body. We talked to uh, Steve, talked about strength training. Uh, it explains that. I think that you learn a lot mentally, though, too, through training and um, if you look at a lot of what we deem to be strong people or strong people throughout our history as, as you know, humanity and some of the strong men and women involved with that, they were usually pretty physically uh, capable. And then I said, when I say train fighting, I mean, this is going to be a very, some people, some people really understand what I mean by that. Others won't. But you and I, Kenny, both train MMA mm. style fighting and you get to learn a lot about how weak you are when somebody else is applying their will to you, so to speak. And so I think that if, if you're in those physical situations, you're going to learn how to be stronger. Not only will it make your body strong, you'll learn to be stronger mentally, physically, emotionally. So you're saying so, train, like train, like fight to train or, like, or just training in general, like physical train, training, physical training. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, and by training, I also mean with intent, if you can. 
So what I mean by that is when we talked to Steve about this, it was a good example where, you know, there's a difference between working out and training, right? Training, uh, training implies that you're working towards a goal, right? Um, and working out means you're just going through the motions in order to go to the gym. And, and that's fine if, if you don't have a goal that you're going for, but I think that the sooner you can identify what you're training for, the more effective your training will be. So that's why I call it training instead of working out. Can, so can I expand speak. on that? Like this is your, your, so that's your number one. That's my number one. Yeah. The, the, uh, a, uh, a friend's with a f- uh, fellow in town that I teach with. He's from Ghana. His name is Ben Akwe, one, one, one of my best friends. And uh, I don't know if it's cultural or religious, but they fast. Like the whole family fasts once a week. And it was him and I were chatting this last week. And he said, you know, Ken, um, when you fast, we, we, you lose the, the power of food loses its, its power over you because you learn how to deal with stressful situations, just like you're fighting. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it caught me. It was like, you know, because I think in training... For example, when I first started doing uh, MMA is, or jujitsu specifically, is when you're losing your air and somebody's on top of you for the first time, Mara, like you're hyperventilating. Yeah. You gas out like 30 seconds because you are in a state of panic. But after you've done it 500 times, you're like, okay, that's how my brain reacts. That's how it, that's what, I need to breathe. I need to calm down. I need to think more out of this. And it was interesting. So fasting, he said, does the same thing to him. So I think that's what I hear you saying is, you're not just going for a light jog. You're trying to figure out what it's like to be stressed physically. Is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. You're, you're going in there with the intention to strengthen yourself. Yeah. And in order to strengthen yourself, and it's funny because number two of mine is fasting. Mm. So we'll get to that. But it, it, they, they're, to me, those are each in the same. Mind. Yeah, where you mm. have to, we think that going and working out makes you look good and then that's cool. I guess that is a byproduct of it. But at the end of the day, I believe that you should train towards being tougher, right? Mm -hmm. And so therefore, like we've talked about, maybe it's a squat that you're doing. Well, if you squat five pounds more every workout and then eventually, you know, how the, Mm -hmm. you know, diminishing returns, maybe five pounds a week and then maybe five pounds extra a month by the time you do it, um, you have to adapt, both mentally and physically, therefore you're stronger on the other side. So. This is interesting. So our, our paths are going to be very different, which of course that's why we're doing this. Absolutely. Is you've got your list. So how it came, you know, um, we chatted earlier about this list of how to not be weak. And you're going to find this surprising, uh, Cody and Tanner, but uh, I went a little deep. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah, so, so I'm like, first of all, the first thought that came to me is I don't, I don't consider myself qualified to tell people how to uh, not be weak or to be strong. I just, I, we're all on our own journey. And I look at myself as, I don't know if it comes off as corny, but I look at it like uh, I'm just a work in progress. And in some areas I'm kind of strong, in some areas I'm kind of weak. So all I know is me, <laughs> you know, so to tell somebody else how to be strong, you know, like Cody, you're going to have your own journey. Tanya, you got, everybody's listening. You've got your own, everybody's on their own little planet or their own little, what makes them unique? So I, I, do, I want to start with that. I'm, I'm, I can't tell anybody else how to be weak. I think it's got to start with you. You got to get inside your own soul and inside your own mind and and figure out what makes you tick and what what you honor and who do you want to be. So, but but it, and now I'm getting too deep. But no, that's let good. me start with this. My mine is are, are more broad. I would say my first one is, and I've said this before, is 
how I uh, combat weakness to the best of my ability is I envision myself as an 85-year-old. I've said this before. You know, my, I've got this picture in my brain. It's like I've got my house. You've seen my, my house. I've got an overhung um, cover on our deck. And I see I my wife. I believe they call it a veranda. A veranda. <laughs> and I'm sitting there in a rocking chair with my wife. And we're 85 years old and we're holding hands. And we're looking at each other like, that was a good run. That was a good run. She wasn't all sunny days and it wasn't laughing and giggling. And, and but, but we stuck together and we... Uh, we did the best we could more times than not. And so I, I just start with an overlying principle like that for myself is when, when it's your last day, it's your last breath. What, how's that feel? You know, what, what, what do you, that's the day of reckoning and it's coming for all of us, whether you want it or not. And I think that's a pretty good place to start is with the end. So is when you're all done, what do you want your story to be? And that helps is helping me to say there's some things in me that I, I want to stay and that to be my story. And there's some things I want to be a different story. And I have, I have to rewrite that. I'm writing the, the chapters of Ken's life as we go. So I'm not going to go any deeper than that. That's just, I'm, that's going to be one of my rules and it's worked for me. Now, if that works yeah. for somebody else, you, you might have your own little, well, that's why we're doing this yeah quirk or, yeah. or your own little thing that's impacted you in your life as you go. But that's, 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 that's so you're saying, me. Reverse engineer your life. Yeah, I, that, from the end backwards. I think that's see. easy because we we are. You and I talked this week a little bit about uh, humans are maybe designed very short term in thinking because maybe we're more more of an animal than we like to admit, and we just want to hunt for the day, survive for the day, live for the day. Tomorrow will come. We'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes, and so we mm-hmm. can kind of think short term. And I find a lot of people, not a lot of people. There's there is a some movement to say it's all about instant gratification. It's about making me happy today. Mm-hmm. It's about you know what what what. What just makes me happy, and I'll worry about tomorrow. Well, I don't know if that's wise. I think it's important to say when you're done, what did you want your story to say? Because regret, I think regret is going to be a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You're, when you're 85 or son of a gun, maybe I get taken out by a car accident right now and I'm laying in a ditch, I'm breathing my last breath going, what didn't I do? Mm-hmm. What could I have done better? You know, hmm. I, 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 those are heavy loads to be a father and a community member and a husband and... Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking, son of a bitch, man. I got, I got to get this right as great as I can. Yeah. Uh, because that's 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 my that really really has got me thinking a lot. Is how I live today. Those are the thoughts that go through in that last breath. And I just want to go. Did my best. I did my best. I can appreciate the morbidity of that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's think, think that. That's way too fluffy. So and when kind. you're dying, yeah. So so that's mine. So like, what they, were the words that haunt your soul? Well, gee, yeah. man, like like you know, you can see, like you know, I think maybe just pause and think. Today was the last day. You know yeah. what's, what? Do you know what Ken is crazy? Yeah. Because <clears throat> this is going to be an interesting topic. Because I see where you're going with that. And I go in, this is, this is perfect actually, because the way that you're, the way you approach that is, um, it is a lot deeper and this is like, it's going to be interesting because I I like, there's a couple things that that I wrote down here that are going to be interesting for that reason, because it is, um, that is a, it's less. Mine are going to be like, do this one, two, three, four. Hmm. And yours are going to be like, maybe think about it this way. So it's interesting. What was it? So 
It's an overlapping. It's an, to me. It's yeah. like well, it's going to be every, good because everything think, has to fit into it. Like and I don't think they're all going to be the same. Yeah. Right. So, so good. that's good. We're done. One. Um, so number one, I had number two. Obviously, I just said fast. Mm-hmm. This is new to me. This mm-hmm. has been new to me. So I will say, the training they've been doing for quite a while. This fasting thing is new to me, mm-hmm. but massively impactful is what I'm going to say. Is the, I did a what was it? 72 hour fast a while back to try to reset. Cause I just got sick of eating. Um, but I will say that that taught me a lot of mental strength. And I think I've had a lot of people do it since. And I think that it's something I'm going to adopt into trying to push upon the people that are in my circles that are trying to strengthen themselves mentally, physically. So <clears throat> this is why I think it's important is it's the removal of something that every human that we know anyway, you probably go in parts of the world where fasting is quite common without any, (laughs) they have to fast because they don't have food kind of thing. But for a lot of us in the Western world, let's call it going without food just seems irresponsible and stupid, right? It is like, I've talked to a lot of people that were, why would I do that? Right. And I, what it started, so halfway through this thing and, you know, and then I went to one meal a day. So I was fasting for 23 hours a day, just eating for an hour. What you start to realize is we are addicted to food. We are addicted to the satiated feeling of eating. And like I said, from the day you're born, you start bawling and they stick a titty in your mouth mm-hmm. and now you feel better about yourself and you sleep and whatever. And from that moment forward, the second that you want to eat, it's there for the most part. You know, there's times when you you're talking North America, North primarily, America. Yeah, primarily in our background, sure. in our background to the people we're probably talking to here. I don't know if we're talking to any African villages that don't eat. They probably don't have podcasts. Well, my friend Ben Ben uh, does listen to all of our podcasts. Yeah, but and, he lives, he works at the college now. He does, yeah. yeah. But he was from Ghana, yeah, right? So he's not like, anymore. Oh, you have yeah. no idea. There's a lot of the world that goes right. without food. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing, though, is if we can understand how much, like, what I'm trying to do is strengthen the mind through taking away comforts. Mm-hmm is I, I think a lot of what I'm trying to say. So through fasting is your entire life, the second you're, you're hungry, you eat. And now I'm watching myself personally, an entire society that is plagued by poor eating decisions, like just brought to its knees literally by this. Like I think we were talking about this 85%, I think it was, or 80 or 85% of people. And I'm going to say the C word, but for a good reason here, um, 80 to 85% of people hospitalized by COVID were obese. Hmm. I haven't seen that stat. I yeah. believe you. Yeah. I have I, seen one of the comorbidities, but I haven't yeah. seen it. And that's like one of the main, yeah. and then I've actually talked to people in the medical industry around here and hmm. say, yes, most of the people we treat are not healthy. They're overweight and string of health disorders, usually due to that weight. Problem. Even if you can't quote a stat, there's going to be a correlation between a lack of health and visiting the hospital. Absolutely. Right? And I mean, it, yeah. and that's the other thing too, is I'm going to stop on this podcast trying to make everybody fucking happy too, mm-hmm. because I've gotten people talking. Are you going to get darker? Yes. <laughs> that's one. Thing. Well, you know, like you, you okay d- with this Cody? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. With <laughs> well, you talk about at the start where, you know, laying on your deathbed, are you, what yeah. will you regret? I regret being too fucking nice about stuff. 
So I'm going to stop and I'm going to stop thinking about the one out of a million that I might offend and start talking to the other 999999,000 because that makes fucking sense. So, yes, I'm going to generalize it and say that from the people I've talked to that have witnessed it and from the stats I've seen, fat people are struggling with COVID more than healthy people. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself mm-hmm. because we need to start telling the fucking truth. Actually, that's going to be one of my war on weakness points here. So what I'm saying, though, is our relationship with food is killing us and it's making us weak in the head, very weak in the head, because every time we feel a little bit uncomfortable, we go eat and we go eat a bunch of shit and then we get sick and then we blame everybody for being sick and fat and all this stuff. Strength is about being able to control one's self and one's destiny. When you talk about that 85-year-old guy holding your wife's hand, it's because you got there because of your own volition. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I think that we have a huge problem with food right now. And I noticed it in myself where I'm like, oh, man, I'm so hungry. It's just hunger. Your body is sitting there saying, I'm used to eating every two or three hours. Why aren't you eating? You know, your mommy gave you a snack when you were hungry. Why aren't you eating, right? It's your brain starts fucking with you. This makes you stronger. Not eating makes you stronger. And the other thing, too, with it, too, is I've had people say, oh, you're going to burn off muscle. No, you don't. Your body starts producing massive amounts of growth hormone about 48 hours into a fast that makes you hold muscle because muscle is what's going to go get you more food. It's actually a very healthy. I felt great after, and everybody that I've got to do it loves it. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's a mental journey of its own. Yeah. Like I and I got to say for myself, okay, that's one area that I would like to become stronger, and it's not one of my rules. Yeah, but uh, I I haven't fasted. I know it's good for me, but yeah. I'm a little bit fearful of going without food because I haven't. But see, when I see the the Ben, my buddy Ben, that, yeah. that uh, he just does it once a week, and yeah. and and I see that if him and I were in the bush together and we had no food. All being equal, I break before he does. Absolutely. Because he's prepared. He's prepared his whole life. He's got his kids doing it. And you're willing to, you will put yourself in a position to make stupid decisions based upon your hunger. Yep. You know what I mean? And really, it's like the body's made. We could, we'll be just fine without food for a couple of days. 21 days. Of, there's people that do a 40-day fast. Yeah. Right? And I've got a little recipe yeah. for some salt water you drink and you feel fine. It's just yeah. you're hungry. We're good, we can do it through this podcast too. We can put it out there. to Through the gym here, mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing three days a month. And five days every three months. Yeah. Just to get people on the the discomfort train a bit. Okay. Because it's good. So anyway, that's one of mine. So number two. You're that's on, a good way to get to the brain very quickly is to not give it food because mm-hmm. it gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, give me food. I'm hungry. Okay, cool. You're not going to get food for three days. Deal with it. Yeah. And you get stronger because of it. Less weak. Okay. You want me to jump to, to, to my number two? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> I feel... I feel t- feel nerdy is what I feel like because yeah. mine are way too deep. <laughs> no, but that's good because mine aren't very, mine are about as deep as a mud puddle. So that's good. They're, mine are the Neanderthalic <laughs> fucking rules. Yours could be uh, the well, modern. You threw them at me. The, the t- You, you kind of gave me a heads up as to what the question was going to be. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's deep, man. Like I need some time to think about that. But anyways, where my brain immediately went after the my 85-year-old man take on it is... Strength. Strength is more than just a bench press. It's really, you know, I, I, I'm going to start with myself. Start with self. It's like uh, mind, body, soul kind of stuff. So then I start thinking to be to be strong, you got to be strong as as a self in your mind, body, and soul. And that's too deep. Any one of those things. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm like 
you know, in my mind. Well, how do I, how do I be strong in my mind? Well, education. You got to read. You got to think. You got to learn. You got to explore. I think also you got to have an open mind. Be be willing to be challenged and be told you're wrong and be able to change on a dime and say, you know what, I I, I did. I had it wrong. You know, my my parents taught me wrong, or my culture taught me wrong, or my the couple of textbooks I had in high school they they were wrong. You know, it, it, to be open to that. Uh, you know, then then body. I mean, those are the, the things we're talking about. You know, the the physical strength and the the eating right and the you know keeping keeping all that in check. And then the soul. You know, that's kind of maybe one that for me I've I've got to do more more um, strengthening in. Is uh, I tend to work a lot and I'm I'm pretty good on the physical physical side of things, but the soul part of it is maybe part where where uh, I've got to do more strengthening. You know, getting into some meditation. Um, Everybody has their own beliefs. I, I, I believe there's a higher power. I, I'm, I believe in God. And I think that uh, uh, that's part of strength. So I think for me, like, I won't go too deep on any of those because any one of those things is, a, mm-hmm. is an hour podcast of its own. And I'm certainly not a specialist in all of them. But the, uh, um, I think that, that to be strong, everybody does a, a check inside themselves and says, how's my mind doing? How's my body doing? How's my soul doing? And I think it'll change it with time. For me, it does. Like I'll go through a year where I'm like, you know, I'm doing good here, but I'm over here, I'm struggling. And then the next year comes and I'm a little weak over here. And, and so I, I, I don't know if these are overlapping rules, but then anyways, long story short, I'm not going to go too deep down on that. They, they do talk about strength of meditation and being quiet and praying and, and that. So anyways, there's mind, body, soul. And then, and then I start thinking, I'm like, no, no, that can't be my only rule for strength. It's got to be way bigger than that. That's just taking care of me, right? You know, if we get into Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, like, there's, I don't remember his name, but some, some guy a long time ago wrote, you know, you can't get to the higher level unless you, have you ever seen that, Maslow's, yep. you know? Absolutely. And then the highest level that you can be, according to Maslow, is self-actualization, I started thinking what I'm like, I've always just kind of read it and it's in a textbook. You're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you can, as long as you're fed, then you can move up to love. And once you move, get to love, then you can move up to this. And if you really have a good life, you get to self-actualize. I'm like, that's wrong. That can't be all of it. It can't be the only triangle because that's taking care of me. That's just me. I, if I get to self-actualize, I get to the highest form of me. And I'm like, okay, so then I need to think bigger than that. But anyways, you need to be, to be strong for others I believe you have to be strong yourself. And to be strong yourself, you have to be strong in your mind, body, and soul. And then you can be better for people that are depending on you or for others that need your help or that you can, you know, your kids, your wife, your community. So I think that's, for me, after the 85-year-old thing, you've got to be strong in your mind, body, and soul and be honest with yourself. So there, I'm going to shut up now. No, that's good. Actually, that's funny. I have something Mm. written exactly like that. Mm. Just way less articulate. (laughs) But, yeah. That's yeah. Great. So. So. Yeah, I'm not going to go any deeper than that. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I think everybody can probably take out a piece of pen and paper and just write down and say, you know, uh, give yourself a mark out of a hundred. You know, like write down body. You know, mm-hmm. how you doing? You know, I'm going to give myself a forty percent on that. How you doing on your soul? How you doing on your your mind? And if it's if one's at ninety two and one's at thirty eight, well, work on the thirty eight. Yep. What can you do it? Just because you're sitting in that situation does not mean you're stuck there. It means you just got to think about it write down a goal and say, within 30 days, I want that number to not be 30. I just want it to be 52. Yep. Then maybe you can just make it 63, right? And so, there. Yeah, I don't agree about that. That's good. That's my thought. I'm going to, I'll give my take on that when I uh, give you okay. my fifth one. Okay, let's go. Very so, your number, you're on so number three. number three, 
Stop thinking weak thoughts. Hmm. That's that one. Uh, we can go deep into that, but I don't know if we need to. Like, uh, something happens when you decide that you're going to tell that inner bitch just to shut the fuck up. Something really special will happen to you if you start doing that. You know, it, when I was getting people to fat, when I was doing the fasting yeah. through, through the gym or through the training, it's you'll hear people that want to be strong and they're here. They want to be strong. They want to do all these things. And I'll say, okay, you're like for the, to use the fasting one, for example, be like, okay, well, you're not going to eat for three days. Well, I can't do that. Well, why? Cause it's gonna, I just can't, I need to eat. It's like, that's a weak thought and you're choosing to think it, you know, if, if, if you trust me, which if they were asking, so obviously they trust, I'm like, then shut the fuck up and do it, right? Like, why are you trying to talk yourself out of it already, right? So you're you're thinking weak thoughts. You're thinking, I can't do it, right? I can't, this is going to suck. I can't, it's stop thinking weak thoughts because you think weak thoughts, you will become weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. And eventually you'll just hate everything you see in the mirror every day. And I don't mean that like physically, I just, you eventually you'll just look at yourself and see a weak bitch and you're not going to like that. I, I guarantee I've done it most of my life. You're not going to enjoy that. So stop think, think strong thoughts instead. It's so simple, but you know, like we mm. MMA, we've been through that before. Like you said, you're getting suffocated. You can panic or you can think, okay, kill me. You know, Garrett and I had a conversation about that. And uh, about that panic that happens when somebody's trying to rip your head off, essentially, and you have no airway. Okay, if I'm going to die, die, right? That's the strong way to look at it is like, I'll do everything I can from this position not to be here, but I'm not going to sit here and panic mm -hmm. because that's allowing the weak thoughts to take over my brain. I'm just, I'll think strong from a terrible position. Man, it changes everything. So, See, And it's easy to say that, isn't it? But I, I, I can only related to things that I've, I've, uh, I've worked hard at in my life and is that like, for example, fasting, I would panic like, because I haven't done enough. So it's, it's, it's a lot of discipline and, and, um, repetitive, um, it has habits. To, yeah, absolutely. It has to become, a um, an automatic operating right. system. It, it doesn't, you're not just going to start that. It, like you don't fast on a Monday and all of a sudden you've lost, uh, food's lost all its strength. You over know, you. It takes just constant. It's like, Every time you think something, you've got to analyze it and say, okay, look, am I being weak right now? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is, yeah, okay, then just don't do that. It doesn't. It, that's a good point. You're not just going to turn it off and away you go. Like right? you're going to have to do this a few... It's like, just over and over with everything in your life. Yeah. Just don't... You know, the world wants you to think weak thoughts. Mm -hmm. They want you to think to, to bring up this pandemic thing again. They're just feeding you weakness, weakness. Not once have I heard, we're going to stand against this with strength. Never. Never. All you hear is we're going to be as a much of a bunch of victims to this thing as we can. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what everybody's telling you. Be a victim. Be a victim. It's like, fuck that. <laughs> it's, it's a, you, you're kind of, a couple of things are coming to my mind. Are you okay if we comment back and forth? Yeah. The, the, uh, so stay, sticking on your, your point there. One of the things that came to my brain is, is uh, I don't know who said it. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Right. 
you know, oh, like, so that was somebody actually pretty famous. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Henry Ford, maybe, I don't know who yeah. it was, but the, uh, when you talk about, um, the COVID yep. is my, for some reason, my brain, I don't know why it did this, but the, uh, so we're not talking about COVID. I, I, I look at it like from myself, like I know there's people that have those comorbidities. They're older that, you know, that's, that's a different category. So, but for me personally, uh, I was, I was in Africa. Did I, have I told you this story? I don't know. So I, I kind of, if it's something that's, I don't want, maybe I should, but like I, I, I am, there are some illnesses that if I catch, I'm, they can take me out. And so I don't want those because I would like to keep living for my kids and wife for, for the time being. But when I was, I was in Africa and I caught a food bug and uh, I was laid on the bed and uh, the doctor, though, and they sent me there, they gave this, must've been like antibiotics for a, for a horse. They're like, if you think you're going to die, take this pill. It's like your, your, your last stop. Kills everything. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I laid on my bed and I, I couldn't eat and I was just shivering. And I, I like, I, I was just by myself. I could, I had no strength. I couldn't even call my wife for three days. I'm mm-hmm. laying in a hotel in Kenya and uh, I'm looking at that pill and I'm like, I'm going to win this. My body's going <laughs> to win this. I'm not taking yeah. that pill. And, and it, it pushed me to my brink. Yeah. It was kind of scary, actually. And I'm like, I'm, I, come on, body. You can do this. You can yeah. do this. And and, uh, and then by the third day, I went up. And I went down to the, the hotel. I think I ate a piece of mango or something like that. And the lady that was touring us around, when she found out, when I came out of my hotel room, she's like, "You're? did you go to the hospital? I'm like, no. She goes, you're crazy. Like, I've lived here my whole life, and I would have went to the hospital. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, but I kind of like that. I like the challenge of it. Like, the, yeah. the when you talk about uh, the brain and the, and the weaknesses, you know, just decide you're, you're, you're going to fight this and you're going to win. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. They don't just say that shit because it sounds cool. Yeah. I never took the pill. Good. Yeah. I just started off like, that's awesome. Look at that. the, uh, and, uh, and then another thing is hmm. that going down your path is the start of pretty much everything is your thoughts. You yeah. know, so if you look at it like a, a water flowing downhill, you know, if you, if you put something in the water at the top of the hill, it'll, it'll be in the water all the way down. Mm-hmm. And so if the, the start at your, of your water path is your thoughts, you can get, if you can get a control of that, the rest, the rest is down the stream. You know, is it, am I making sense? No, there? That's a pretty good analogy. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's, it's, it's imperative. And I mean, uh, I can, I can agree with that. You get, I've had days where I've had negative thoughts and it kind of poisons the water all the way down. You oh, know, like sure. how I, how I feel, how I react to my wife, how I think about my work, how I, but if you can get that thought on, you know, get strong in your thoughts. Yeah. You know, that, that it just, it flows into everything. It does. Doesn't and it's just, it, it becomes, once you start seeing everybody act like victims around you, it even then solidifies that even more. Mm. You know what I mean? As soon as you adopt this, because I, uh, like I said, I've, I, I did it some one point in my life and you instantly just start seeing everybody else and you're like, come on, man. Like, really? You know, mm. like, why aren't you ashamed of yourself? That's the question I always like when somebody's like, I can't do that. Where's your shame? Hmm. Like, how can you let yourself like. If you were trying to be. This badass hero, let's say, I don't know. Right. And you detach from yourself and you saw yourself do that. Would you have respect for yourself? No, you wouldn't. You know what I mean? You wouldn't. So detach from yourself and look and say, okay, like would badass motherfuckers say that? No. But every time you say it, you start, you know what I mean? That, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that because I'm a victim. But it's just, it's pathetic, man. 
And it, to the people that don't operate like that, it, it is pathetic. But do you think we all wrestle with, you know, I think you called it our inner bitch or something like all that? All day long. Like, I know for myself, the there's times where even areas that I, I think I'm starting to get strong in, you know, I've, I've taken care of my, my diet fairly well in, in recent years. I, I work out, train, obviously we keep saying about fight training. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? Nine times out of 10, I'm pretty cool now. Like fighting, like nothing really is stressing me out too much. But every once in a while, I'll give you an example. The other day, like I, I keep control of my breathing. I, I, I can get out, of, get out of a lot of positions. But uh, uh, Garrett was, uh, uh, was on top of me. And I was at the end, it was like a f- five rolls and, and I'm at the end of, end of roll number five and I'm gassed mm-hmm. and he's on top of me and I'm getting punched in the face. And it's like, oh, there, I'm weak. That crossed my line, right? Yeah. So I started to kind of stop thinking strategically and I was thinking about panic. And, and is, I wonder if we just all have different lines in all of our, we all, we all, we all have it. So yeah. do, I, don't, I don't think people, you should beat yourself up for having it because I think we all have it. Yeah. But learn that you have it. And, you know, exa- another example would be, I, I, I don't look forward to squatting every week, you know, mm-hmm. since I came into yeah, training with Steve. Yeah. You know, every 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 uh, weekend, I'm like, well, here we go. Ah, uh, you know what? Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not feeling really good. My, <laughs> my strength is yeah. down. I'm a little dehydrated. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Like, oh, there's that voice. There's yeah. that voice. Tell yeah. it to go away. Hey, you, shut up. <laughs> right? Data and I go throw my shoes like and just walked about. out. Right? Yeah. So well, that's what it is. Yeah. And, and then you probably did well with it, right? Like it's, oh, I just found that it happens every week and I just wrestle with it. And I'm not saying that, like for me personally, I, I go through the, like I said, from the time I wake up till I go to bed, I, most of the things I do, I look at myself and say, like, you're a bitch. Yeah. Right? So it's not like you're sitting here saying, I'm not like this and everybody, mm. it's everybody's yeah, like that. It might be something you never conquered. Right? It's just the people you look up to in your life conquered it. Sorry, maybe, maybe I made that wrong. Not that it's something you never conquer. It's something that keeps wanting to come back. Yeah, that you, inner, you contain inner pitch it. Yeah. comes to you every single time. It says, you don't contain, do it. You, you can't do this. Yeah. You're too weak. I think you build momentum slow. against it. Yeah. But at the same time, too, is I think, you know, go find the, like, go look at, like, who's, like, what's his name? Is ridiculous into the, that David Goggins or whatever yeah. goes into this world so far, which is cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, but again, you, he still has the thought. He's human. Yeah, it's still there's still inside. It's just he's chosen not to listen to it to an extreme that is pretty impressive. Really, yep. I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but at the same time, it's very impressive what where he's, you know, his his ability to not think weak mm-hmm. thoughts is on a fairly high level. So physically, physically, physically. Well, yeah, I, 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 mean, I, don't, I don't know him well, but I, I hear every time I've heard somebody talk about him, it's always about. The guy can run forever yeah. and go have be, food and be and freeze and he'd you know, be hard to break though physically you know? yeah. yeah 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 I don't know but the, I don't know where he'd be but I mean I would assume that would turn I mm. mean what is it what you were talking about it before I read a quote one time there's an older one like old old and it said um, uh, fatigue fatigue attempts to make a coward out of every warrior I think was what it was mm. so you know. If you can use, like, I, I believe it's all interlaced. I don't think that there's a physical, a mental, emotion. I don't think that they're spiritual. I don't think they're separated. I think that they just convolute into each other, yep. so to speak. So if you if you attempt to break yourself physically and you don't, you've not, it's mentally that you're going to break. Physically, you'll just go until your body dies but it's going to be your mind that stops your body from the pain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you let your mind stop your body from the pain, 
you just you didn't get any stronger mentally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same thing with the fighting stuff. And like we've all been there is the worst feeling in the fucking world is when you're to the point of exhaustion, which if anybody has ever done it knows exactly what it is. That exhaustion plus somebody beating the shit out of you laying on top of your neck. It The combination is unlike anything you can ever imagine. And the only way to understand it is to actually feel it. It'd be like drowning. Yeah. Um, what I would think I'd never drown, but it would be similar to that, I would think. And to escape that and not die strengthens you mentally. I wonder but, if, like, we, we, what you and I have chosen is, is fighting would be one of them. Uh, uh, but, like, I have another friend. Well, you know, uh, Sergey, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, what him and his wife do is a lot of the, the Wim Hof stuff, right? Uh, uh, jumping into cold baths or, or, yeah. or, or cold showers. And, and, uh, I wonder if it's not f- physical discomfort. Ooh, yeah. You know, for us, it's fighting. But I wonder if it's... It, so for some people, it'll be running. For some people, it'll be, uh, uh, you know, like powerlifting. Yeah. Some people, it'll be fighting. I just wonder if it's put yourself into yeah. physical discomfort and, 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 and learn to, to, to survive in it. Yep. I agree. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay. For sure. So now, that yeah, was your number... Yeah, that was my number three. What's your number three? Okay, my number three. I looked at it in layers. You know, first, I started with the end in mind. Then I was like, start with self because you got to be strong yourself. Then I was like, what's my next most important layer, right? Outside of that, if I want to think about how to be strong. To me, I get to my wife, my wife, my family, and my best friends. You know, like, so I think to be to be strong or to not be weak, to me, it's imperative to be a strong father, father and a strong husband and a, and a, a strong friend. Like, to me is, uh, you know, my kids don't always have to like me, you know, and have I screwed up? Sure, lots. You know, um, have I screwed up a husband? Yeah. But when, when a, that's a heavy role uh, to, to be a father and it, it, it lays into my 85-year-old uh, mind, but I, I have to have done the best I did to help create my offspring to be strong as well. You know, and so with that said, I, I, it's such a delicate balance, son of a gun. Hey, like parenting, it's, it's not an easy job, is it? And nope. Screw, screwed up always, but I, I think at the same time, so I, it's a it's a little bit corny, I guess. But when I when I was thinking, okay, when I look at others, who do I look to be strong? Like when I look around, and I, and I look on on this one, for example, and people laughed at Alyssa's, but we have some neighbors out in in uh, the Hillmont area, and uh, Kirk and Kent Thompson. These are two hundred thirty pound farm boys. That every story you talk to, it's it's they they, they rodeo, they, they 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 used to fight and and raise cows. But point is, when I look at these guys. They're 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 good to their wives, you know. They 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 work hard. They they run a good business. They their kids are all tough. They all can fight. <laughs> they all yeah. can, they all can rope rope. They all can shoot shoot something. They all can skin anything off in under thirty seconds in the bush if they had to. And I'm like, why do I admire them? Why do I admire them? Well, because they're they're good to their wives. They're good to their kids. They 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 provide. They're they're strong. If something showed up on their doorstep that was going to attack their family, they'd have no problem you know, taking care of some business. So I think being strong, and, and also for my fa- my friends, you know, they talk about things that are important to you. If you want to see what's important to somebody, look where they spend their money and their time, right? And so I'm like, geez, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, my fa- my money goes into my family, right? <laughs> Six kids, right? Uh-uh. But my time, I put a lot of time into work. I'm, I'm probably out of balance in that. And so into my friends and family, that's, so to me, that's something, another layer of what is strong or what is not weak is somebody who is a strong husband, a strong father, and a strong friend. There we go. Good. That's, 
too deep again, I know, but I can't help no, it. That's not too deep. Stuck that's in good. my skin, it's, man. I mean, it, it's such a curveball to the way I think. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not trying Which to be is good. good. Yeah, this is great. These are wonderful. Because, yeah, this is such a, it's polarizing as per every other thing we have ever But done. it's good because if you're stuck with everybody like yourself, that was, yeah, it's a terrible world. That would be a terrible world. You need somebody to challenge your thoughts, <laughs> challenge your way of thinking, look at it from a different view. That's Absolutely. what's beautiful. This is, no, that's uh, yeah. perfect. I'm glad that that's, that's the answer instead mm. of something that's more like this. This is good. Uh, number four, defy is what I said. So basically start saying no and stop saying you're fucking sorry for everything is something that I find to start. Could you repeat that? So start saying no. Be defiant in, not in a bad way, but for yourself. So start saying no and stop saying you're sorry. Because <clears throat> now again, the bleeding hearts out there are going to be like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You got to say you're sorry for everything. That's being an asshole, right? What I'm saying is, if something doesn't work for you, say no. You are not required to say yes. And every time you say yes to something you should have said no to, you weaken your own resolve and you start to hate yourself a little bit more every time you do it. Every single time somebody's like, hey, do this, do that, do that. And you're like, okay, yeah, for sure. It's right? a hard balance. But you know, no, I... I say yes too much, but it's it's easy to say that. But right. somebody phones and says, "Hey, could you help me move move this afternoon?" Sure, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's like you kind of got to be a bit of a jerk. To, no, yeah, no. But sometimes you got to say no. You got to say no. You know, uh-uh. and even and then it can spill. I mean, practice it on that. Practice mm-hmm. on practice on the things that don't matter because right now Good we point. we are being faced where we are being presented, let's say, with some challenges in our world to go back to this pandemic idea where there might be some things here you want to say no to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you shouldn't just go do what everybody else is doing. So this is my, like I had you, we've had the discussion. I have a huge problem with fucking chin maskers. I gave you shit for one. Yeah, day yeah. Fucking stupid. I don't like chin maskers. And I give them shit every chance I get because it's either put the fucking thing on your face or take it off. Don't like stand for something. Right. And don't like you get the people that by, by putting a mask on your chin, what you're saying is I'm scared of the government, but I don't believe in COVID. Pick one and stand behind it and understand that there might be a consequence for you doing this. You might get in shit. You might get arrested. Hell, you might get the evil COVID. I don't know. But at the end of the day, don't just do what everybody says. Think about it. And if you need to defy it, defy it and stand up for yourself and say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't believe in it. No. It's a but, good, it's a, that's a pretty deep one, isn't it? Like the, uh, uh, I'll, I'll get to my third one or my last one after yeah. because it links into that, but I'm not, I won't jump, jump the queue here. But the... Uh, you're getting into some Nietzsche stuff again, aren't you? Yes. Is is, uh, is that? And and Sean Newman always talks about uh, um, Heath McDonald uh, was one of his guests. He's from Hillmont area with the Crude Master Trucking, and uh, he always quotes Heath by saying, uh, "Whatever you believe in, stand behind it." 
whatever it is, but just stand behind it. Like the, you know, if there's something you believe in, because mm-hmm. it's 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 easy to have a shaky belief system, and that can get us all in a, in a whole bunch of trouble. Now, the other thing is that, and with that yep, saying, like, yep. don't stop the education process either. Yeah, like don't blindly follow something and to the death. Yeah, constantly challenge that belief. Yeah, like constantly challenge it, but at the same time, until you can completely switch that to a different thought process. Don't just jump every 30 seconds either. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, you know, like you shouldn't oh, yeah. just jump like, you know, if the things you believe in start turning very evil in a hurry, it might be time. Yeah. And do you feel, the, yeah. The, but, the, uh, I was talking with Sean Newman the other day and Tanner, you'll probably know. I, I couldn't, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's a philosopher that's come up with this, but my guess is that humans often do what all the other humans are doing because it must be programmed into us that because it brings stability to society. Like if, if a thousand people live in the same city and every day they'd wake up and say, I want to do it my way. No, I want to do it my way. No, I don't do it. Well, I want the speed limit to be 175. Well, I want it to be 42. I want it to be 100. You know, it's, yeah. it, it could just be chaos. But you can see at some point we must go, I don't know why, but I just go 110. You know, right. like like I'll, I'll accept that as being the speed limit. Mm. I, I, I don't know why it is, but I'm just going to accept it. You know, so there must be some good from that. But you can see it sometimes it can by by being complacent and agreeable it can lead us into I know the, a lot of people say oh we're, we're heading towards uh, uh, Nazism we're yeah. towards, but you can see that good humans have done this by just saying well everybody's doing it I guess you know maybe exactly. I shouldn't so I think what I hear you saying is sometimes Nietzsche's talking about saying be brave be the one that's okay to stick up your head and say I don't know about the rest of you but I'm going that way yep. And, and that's a hard thing. It sounds easy. And we all want to think we're the ones that'll turn around and go the other way. But none of us will know. Yeah. If it, like, let's say things do go south-south. Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't we know. don't know. We don't you know. and I might be two of the worst buggers in the whole group. But at the end of the until day. Until you test it. Is it, yeah. But right? that's what I'm saying is you need to get used to it. Ah, I see. Practice so that it. you know yeah. when to use it. Oh, that's, that's, I like that. Does that make sense? Tanner, I think that's the best thing. Everything you said is good. Yeah. But that one's a good one to wrestle Which, with. Is is just like weight training. You got to practice saying no. So when it gets hard, yeah, you know how to do it. That's yeah. Because if you've never said no before, and then when it's time to say, "Here's a gun," pull. Yeah. You, time for you to pull the trigger. Yeah. If well, you, you haven't, got, right? Like, we, but, I mean, it's a it's a bad bad example. But no, it's, it's a great example. Like, because what you got to do is you got to start saying no. Yeah. And then it's just like training. It's just like fasting. It's just like stop thinking. We thought they're all the same thing. By saying no, you're gonna have fucking repercussions to this. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I live in them daily. Yeah. And you're going to have repercussions for saying no. Mm. You're going to have it happen. People will not like the fact that that's what you're doing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if yep. you like I said, if you choose the crowd to, will pressure you to if come you up. choose not to wear a mask out in public, you will there will be a certain amount of discomfort that is imposed upon you for doing that. Mm-hmm. But you're going if that's the choice you make cuz you've educated yourself not to do it, then fucking stand behind it and go. And commit to that decision and go and start absorbing the consequences that come with that decision. Because mm-hmm. eventually, that's one little thing. I like well, it. It's a great way to practice. It's a great way to... So if, if you're one of those people that don't believe in it, go... We're, none of this shit fucking matters anyway. It's all just he said, she said bullshit. So either wear a mask or don't wear it. doesn't matter. None of it actually fucking matters. If any, if you think it matters, you're crazy. But go go use something like that as a chance to practice it, yeah. right? Like I was listening to one guy, he he was talking about this kind of same concept and he's like, you know, if somebody's like, hey, can I sneak in front of you in line? Uh, I only have one item and you have 10. Can I jump in front of you? No. 
And they'd be, well, no. And then they're going to have this emotional, this emotional thing to it. So get used to people being emotional about your decisions mm -hmm. because that's what I mean by that, right? And that's the second half is stop saying sorry. Could, My, could, could we hold, hold tight yeah, on that one? Yeah, yeah. Tanner, do you agree with this? I've heard somebody say, like, you, you need to think beforehand what are your negotiables and your non-negotiables. Mm. Like, is that kind of in line with what you're saying? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. So the, uh, you know, uh, uh, shooting up with drugs, non-negotiable. I'm yeah. not into it. Don't, don't do it. You know, uh, negotiable. Boundaries, they call whether we, whether Whether I go skiing on Saturday or not or spend the time with the kids or go for more. You know, that's ne that's negotiable. That's not a make, but then make or breaks. What are the, is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So and now like, you so want to get. It is. It's like, that's, it's boundaries. Yeah. Start setting boundaries to which you won't cross. But maybe like I said, let them, like, don't, don't hard set on them because I know what a lot of people say. Well, that's just giving people permission to be an asshole. Yeah. I get how that, no, make sure there's thought put into those boundaries that you're making. Like, yeah. think about it, mm -hmm. right? Don't just follow the tribe. You know, think, yeah. think about it and then set. And then, like I said, the stop saying sorry. Stop saying sorry for fucking everything that you didn't do. Mm. You're not responsible for everything. So stop saying you're fucking sorry for everything because you're not. Usually when you say sorry, it's because somebody, because of this, say, defiancy thing, somebody rebutted what you said or something. And you're like, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Or sorry, you know, I'm sorry for, you know, um, the fact that 17,000 years ago something happened. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, fuck off. You're not sorry, for one. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to make everybody emotionally happy, which is fucking stupid because you can't do that. Like, you bump into somebody. Sorry. It's very Canadian for some reason. Yeah, but why? Like, but you're not sorry for bumping into them. Mm -hmm. You're like, what you should say is, oh, I accidentally hit you. Walk on. You're not sorry. Need a little shock collar. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like to every time you say it. Right? It's such a stupid We probably word. say it a lot more than we even realize. We do. We say it all the yeah. time. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's like, <laughs> you sound like a bunch of those fucking, what are those birds? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, Finding Nemo? That's what we yeah. sound like. Fuck. It's, it's so fucking annoying. But I sorry, wonder, though, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. But you're probably, I mean, come on, like we, we say it too much. So I, th I think it's way okay. too it, much. It, you're not saying never use it. You're just no, saying. If you're actually sorry for something, yeah, say, say you're like. Say what but you mean, then mean what you say. Don't say sorry. Say, I apologize for this and I acknowledge the fact that this is what I did. Yeah. Then that's an apology. Okay. Don't like, don't say just sorry. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah, yeah. God, man. Because I think it, I think it erodes at your soul when you do stupid shit like that. I right. think it erodes at you as a man when you just are just this puddle of yeah. nothing, right? And yeah. I think saying sorry for everything adds to that. So, you know, it's like the word nice. I say, yeah. I hate the word nice because what's that even fucking mean? <laughs> That's nice. Well, what, what, do we, what do you mean nice? Like, right? So anyway, sorry. I catch shit for, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, I catch uh, shit for, uh, uh, I apologize too much in kickboxing. So, you know, in, in, when we're sparring, you're supposed to, you know, go a 60% or whatever. And the yep. other time you sneak through and you actually snap somebody's head or, or, yeah. or, you know, like, and I'm like, sorry. And I catch shit for it all the time. Cause like, you're not sorry. This is fighting. You're like, I, be sorry. But I am sorry. Cause I know, yeah. you know, we got concussions. We right. have, you have, you know, injuries and, and it's kind of accepted that we're going to go at 6%. So nobody gets seriously injured. But if you do accidentally get one through at 70% and you see somebody's head snap, you're like, I am, I'm sorry. You, you're but they're mad sorry. at me for saying it. They, yeah. they want to set a, I, a reverse swear jar at the fight. I the, say it all the time. Yeah. And every time I say it, I catch myself and I want huh. to punch myself in the face because it's like you're see, that's the thing is none of these. It's like everything you don't. As soon as you think these thoughts, it doesn't end the game. Yeah. 
it's a constant thing. Like I do it too. Yeah. You smack somebody accidentally. Oh, fuck. Sorry, man. Yeah. But you're not sorry. Cause we're both like in the fighting thing. We've both accepted the fact that we're going to go punch each other in the face in order to learn yeah. to perfect this it's craft. It's accepted. It's an accepted part of the accepted game. Accepted risk, sure. Right. Oh, you tell me, make sure we don't run out of time by the time we're done. So now we're, are you cool on that one? Yeah. We're done on yours? Yeah. Okay. My last one is I was thinking, okay, you know, I started with self, then I go to friends and family. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I need to think bigger than that as well. I need to think about my, my community, right? I need to think about people I interact with. And one of the things I'm coming to is coming through. I mean, it's been this whole pandemic thing. Is, it's been hard on a lot of us. And I find sometimes my brain wants to get into argumentative mode or, te- or uh, camp mode. You know, I'm in camp A and you're in camp B. You know, you're for mass, you're against mass. I'm tired of it all, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, and what I'm like, I'm like, I go on to be good to my community. And some thoughts that came to my head. I, I want to I fight less, argue less. And be loving and caring more. And I know that's that's a bad statement to say on a war and weakness podcast, but I think there's strength in that. For example, if you're somebody that wants to wear a mask for the next five years, I don't know your story. For all I know, you're battling cancer, your wife is sick, or you know, and, and you're just gonna wear whether it's COVID or not, you're just gonna protect your family because you don't you wanna lower the, and even if masks are real or they do, I, I don't know. I can't. Like it's too complex to understand everybody's individual situation. And I find right now, you know, we're all polarizing really quickly. And I want to get to a point to where I want to say, listen, I know you want to argue with me because, you know, you think vaccinations are the way to go and something else doesn't. I'm like, I just, I just want to agree on the bigger things. You know, I just want to agree on like, how are you doing today? How's the family? You know, I don't, I don't care whether you vaccinate or don't vaccinate. I don't care if you want to wear a mask or not mask. I, I want you to do what's best for your family. So my short is... I want to learn to, to not to be slower to argue, slower to hate, slower to put push you into a camp. I want to be quicker to say, you know what, you know, like my hands are up. I I I will fight if I have to, but my first initial reaction is to say, I, why don't we just sit down and have a coffee or have a beer? I'd like to find out more about you. My hands are up. You know, like I can go like this pretty quick if we have to, but I don't want to. Right, I think that says something. And so that's, I think there's strength in that. And I want to be more like that. There are times where I rush quick to a fight. And I think that's a little bit of lacking discipline in myself mentally. I think it's wonderful to be able to say, if I have to, you know, I can put these up. But I don't want to. I think there's strength in that. So I want to be better to my community by saying, let's encourage each other to be good as humans to each other first. You know, uh, uh, something else would be... Uh, you know, things, <laughs> this is why we polarize. You know, I think I want to I wanna be more engaged in standing up for the weak and those without a voice. Because that takes strong. You know, and when I think back, I'm like, I remember like, and I did, did some this when I was younger in the, in the fighting days is uh, um, I always liked it when somebody stuck up for the little guy, for the weak guy, or the guy, the guy that wasn't very popular. I liked when somebody, you know, you're at a party and uh, there's somebody that's just not cool and everybody's making fun of him. I always respected the guy that got up and said, listen, you leave them alone, right? I like that. That that, that resonated with me as a kid, and I, and I remember thinking, you know what? When I'm big, I'm gonna I want to be like that, and I think that's good. The other thing is being charitable. Charitable of your time, charitable charitable of your money, charitable of your care to go. You know what? I I got to take care of myself, and I got to take care of my family. But I can also, you know, see that. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. I'm not doing this to toot my own horn, but my kids and I, we were at the store the other day. They wanted some sushi. 
Uh, and uh, so we stopped outside the store. My, my one daughter was mad. She goes, we look homeless. I'm like, I don't care. Let's, let's sit out on the curb here. Let's eat our, our sushi right here. And uh, uh, a fellow came over that looked like he had a, had a drinking problem. You know, I don't, I can't, I don't know that, but he, he, he looked intoxicated. And uh, he wanted to talk. And I'm like, you know, I could go two ways on this. Be like, beat it, man. You know, my kids are having a meal. I'm like, but no, like that's, I'm not above him. You know, like, uh, so we had a nice chat, found out where he's from, what he did. You know, he need, he wanted some money, of course. And, and I was like, well, I don't have a lot, but I, I'll give you two bucks for a coffee. You know, and, and my point is, is that when I, when I was walking with my kids, I'm like, you know, kids, we could have, we could have handled that in a number of different ways. You know, did that $2 go straight to a bottle of boot? Maybe. You know, uh, but I was like, I was thinking, we're all a couple of shakes away from being that person. You know, if, you know, so where I'm getting at is to have a softer heart and being more charitable and more caring. Because as I, what I told him, I'm like, imagine mom gets sick and dies and one of you kids gets into drugs and has, has an overdose and another one rolls over a month later. It might be too much for me mentally to take and I might turn to the bottle. And I might lose my house. I might lose my home. I lose my family. And if I'm out front of a superstore and I come up to have a conversation, I just need two bucks. Maybe it's for a bottle of booze. Maybe it's for a cup of coffee. I hope people, I know I'm not saying be soft and make excuses, but I hope that they treat me with care and respect. And the people that do, I'll remember them. You know, because every it's easy to just kind of, you know, get out of the way. I'm on my way to my car, right? So I guess to me, it's it's a strength in being good to your community and being bigger than yourself and being bigger than what's what makes you better and your family better what makes others better so i guess that's my last one tanner hmm. and i know it, it, it is deep and and it's it's so weird we can we see the world so different yeah that's good you know that's like good. when you say and i don't think either of us are right or wrong on it it's just perspective but when you talk about standing up for the little guy so to speak mm-hmm. right that is obviously very honorable. And I think that it's, it's cool that when people do that. Like you said, it, it's cool when you see the big guy stand up for the little guy. But for me personally, I love it when I see the little guy turn into the big guy. Yeah. You can't get in front of the little guy and, and fight that little person's yeah. battles and not let them yeah. grow. Sure. See, that's my thing. Is yeah. I love, as much as I love to see, like I said, the big guy stand up for the little guy, watching the little guy learn from that pain and then standing up and destroying that which once destroyed him. Ah, that's to me, that's 10 times more powerful. I love that. I love that. You when can, guys, you can attack them from both ends. Can't you? It's, yeah. it, it's, like, it's, it's, but not, neither of them's right or wrong. In I, fact, if, if the big guy protects the little guy, the little guy sees strength in the big guy and decides to become the big guy. That That's, I guess the best. Scenario. Can you, does this align with your thoughts or like that? Uh, what does it go? A, a teach a person, no, feed a person a fish or, or te- give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, right. teach a man to fish, you feed him for life. Is it kind of like that where, you know, if you want to be the strong person, you can step in and step the bat, fight the yeah. battles for them. Yeah. But if, but if they learn to fight on yeah. their own, exactly, that's the best scenario. That is the best. And I mean, sometimes yeah. in order to learn to fight on your own, you need to get the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Like you can't be saved mm-hmm. and then go learn to be tougher. Sometimes the pain of the beating needs to be there yeah. to motivate you. You know where you this know is the I hardest mean? to deal with? Your Speaking kids? From experience, is with your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Holy shoot, man. Hey? <laughs> I know, it's like, the worst. Like, isn't it? Because yep. it's like... Well, because you, you know you need them to fail right there. 
but you want to stop them from doing it because you've seen it. You've done it. You failed in that exact spot. And it sucks to see your kids in pain. Yeah. You know, I, I I agree hundred percent. That's all But yeah, I've, I've been too much of the first one. It's like, uh, not fighting their battles, you know, like, but, but by trying to jump in and say, listen, I've been here a thousand times. This is what you need to do. Instead of being like, you've made this mistake 15 times. (laughs) Obviously me jumping in the front does not do anything. It's time for you to fail. Yep. You know, it's hard. It's Absolutely. hard. Really hard. That's, that's been one of my biggest it challenges as a, as a father, actually. Uh, so cool. So now I think we're through. Hey, uh, Are we there was one left. Wasn't oh. there? I still have one. more. Okay, give her. So did you do five? No, that's all I have. Oh, I'm, that's I'm like, all. I can't yeah. think of anything So else I had else. one more. Give her. And I think it kind of, see, this is kind of polarizing to what you said earlier, but I hope that I can put it in perspective in, in a healthy way. <laughs> uh, stop redefining strength and self-analyze truthfully as much as possible. So what I mean by that is I see a lot of people that take what we consider to be strength and have considered to be strength for millions of years, and they're starting to tear that down and starting to say that the new strength is this. And it's like, well, but is it? Or are you just changing the environment so that your weakness looks like strength? Mm. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. So like, I mean, for example, I seen something the other day of this girl that was like probably 350 pounds wearing a bikini. And it was this fat shaming thing where it's like, I'm strong and I'm healthy. So she's telling you and, and, and the media was backing this thing. And she's sitting there saying... I'm 350 pounds of fat. Like she was fat as hell. And she's saying this is strong. I'm courageous because I'm putting myself out there and I'm strong and healthy. It's just, you guys don't think so because you're not me kind of thing. And I think that we, that's an extreme example, but I think we do that. I do it daily. I think we all do it where we start trying to redefine truly what strength is so that it suits our own shitty narrative that we have in our head. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. Those, that's real. And it's, <clears throat> yeah. and I do that too much. I do all of these too much to myself and it pisses me the fuck off every day. And I want to do my best job by saying, are you actually strong at this or have you just changed the parameters to make it look like you are? And then self-analyzing yourself truthfully means, okay, so if that is the case, what am I actually? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you were to use that girl as an example, if she said, okay, this isn't strong. And she said, strength would be overcoming this obesity problem that I have. But I'm going to need to let go of the fact that I have an obesity problem and get after it and fix it and truthfully analyze myself as somebody that clearly can't fucking control myself, I think that that's a better person than the person that just changes the environment to make their weakness look like strength. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by that. It's interesting. So my, my brain's hearing a few things. Um, one is um, you talking about, like, the if we look at from the from the, 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 the modeling world... For so many years, the pictures of, of what was beautiful that we put up to be beautiful was somebody that was white. That's why that was really, really skinny, 
right? And and that's uh, like for example, I've I've traveled to uh, um, a lot of Asian countries, and and where was it? Thailand, Thailand, I think, Vietnam, where you'd be, have to be careful about the hand cream you got because the hand cream would have a bleaching agent in it mm-hmm. because they wanted to turn their skin whiter because that's what they be, be, thought was beautiful. And so I wonder if where I'm getting at is that if the magazines and the movies and the everything told us here's what beauty is, well, you could, that can enter the mind of, of us to say this is beauty. I and I wonder if if the pendulum hasn't just swung a little bit the other way to say, you know, when you talk about the the obese person saying this is beautiful, or if it's not just saying maybe they're equally beautiful or unbeautiful. And I wonder if it doesn't get back to just like I agree with you that it's trying to. What am I trying to say here? I think. You're saying that that's not good, but I think what it, they're trying. I wonder if this is what society's doing with it, is to say that if your natural size is five eleven or six foot three, and you're a female, and your natural size is is a uh, hundred and fifty eight pounds, be- because that's your body type, that's okay, that's beautiful. But you're what you're saying is, but obesity, we can't, yeah. say, we can't, we can't say everything is okay because if if we don't have parameters around what we what is acceptable or unacceptable, yeah. then it, it, everything's okay. Like if we have no boundaries as to what is good or bad, then we're we're nothing. Well, and I think once we we got to stop redefining reality. Hmm. If you look at a woman, or a woman looks at you, let's flip it around just so that we're fair to everybody. But if a woman looks at me, mm-hmm. and <laughs> her natural, and I'm a big fat slob, and she looks at me. She's naturally not going to be like, wow, that guy's attractive, right? Yeah. She's not going to do that. She's, and I don't care about magazines. I don't care. Humans naturally have a draw towards certain things, right? It's like this strength thing. We're naturally drawn towards thinking strength is good, but yet we're trying to change that. And that's not good. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, yeah, maybe a woman is five foot 11 and she has a, a thicker body type for sure. Mm-hmm. If she's healthy and she knows that she's done the work she needs to do to make it, then yes. And I think a lot of yeah, them, we're coming. I get it. We're yeah, we're, we're doing what Ken and Tanner do. I think you know? a lot of males too. If 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 that's what we're worried mm-hmm. about in this situation, I don't know if that's exactly mm-hmm. where I was using that example. I didn't really mean to get into this, but what I'm saying is like I think that if I think we know what's bullshit and what isn't. You know what I mean? I think we yeah. know, and I think we try to make everybody feel good by masking it, but I think we know what's fucking real and what isn't. You know what I mean? Like, strength is strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. A, there's some things that are easy to quantify. It's just, hey? it is what it is. Can you right? squat Can you squat this or can you not? Hey? Like, <clears throat> yeah, true. Jack Donovan talks about it in, in, in his book, uh, The Way of Men, mm-hmm. where he said, okay, so his first defining attribute that men have that defines men is strength, physical strength. Because, and he puts it perfectly. He said, a woman can be frail and and, and smaller of build, or maybe giant, huge fat, I don't care. But she can be a certain build and be weak. Deadlift 85 pounds, physically actually weak. And if a male has any choice, if he can choose any woman in the world he wants to be with, this is as far as sexual polarity goes, there's still a chance he picks that woman that can only deadlift 85 pounds, Mm -hmm. right? There's a chance he picks her, right? So strength means nothing when it comes to 
women's ability to be women. A woman can be super strong or super weak. It doesn't change her ability to, to be a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Men, on the other hand, if a woman is choosing a man, if she has 10 men to choose from, and one of them, and say they're somewhat equal, one of them can deadlift 85 pounds, and one of them can deadlift 400 pounds, she will naturally go towards the stronger man. And not only that, the males will gravitate towards that stronger With all man. With being equal. It makes, yeah. it's like, I, right? so it seems to make sense. So therefore, yeah. strength is important, mm-hmm. and especially with men, right? So, <clears throat> so that was kind of off topic as far as like even yeah. the obesity thing. But what I'm saying is yeah. stop redefining what strength is. Yeah. Strength is strength. We, having a problem and not losing to it and overcoming it and winning is strength. That is strength. You can't tell me that that isn't. So, you know, you have somebody that's maybe addicted to heroin, right? So that guy that takes that from a, being this, doped out just nothing left of him heroin addict overcomes that through mental strength physical strength through getting himself strong overcoming that and then becoming successful by his own standard right by his own true standard like he might think oh he can lie to himself and say being stretched out on heroin is awesome i'm mm-hmm. successful he's he knows that's bullshit mm-hmm. I think at our core, we know that's bullshit. So as opposed to justifying saying, this is why I'm a heroin addict yeah. and this is why it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, but it's like he saying, knows, but it's not okay. If you have yeah. to justify it, it's not okay. Or heroin addiction has leads to to destruction. Therefore, the only way to be strong is to get over it. Exactly. So, but here's the thing. Yeah, is that, so if he does break this habit and become strong yeah. and then gets his shit together and is no longer dependent on something, yeah. he's strong. Now, if the government just gives him heroin for the rest of his life, that's not strength. Mm-hmm. He didn't get stronger. But we're trying as society, I believe, to give that guy, tell him he's strong by the government giving him heroin every day to keep him a heroin addict for the rest of his life. That is not fucking strength and it will never be strength. Mm-hmm. Ever. And we need to stop redefining that shit. And saying that that is strength because yeah. that's not fucking strength. I agree. It's not. And we got to stop that fucking shit right now. I like So that. anyway. Okay, so your list is done? That's my list. Okay, so now where we're at is I just got to check my time because one of my strengths was being a good husband <laughs> and keep, keeping the wife happy. Yeah. And so I, 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 I got to roll here pretty quick. But Do we, we have time we for the last do, question? Let's do, let's no? do last question. Okay. Let's do it. It won't take too yeah, long. Yeah, let's give her. Okay. This is, okay, you go, Cody. Then. I will read it here. Um, so as a female listener, I appreciate the message being sent to men, but as a female that has been misled in a relationship to think a man is strong when he is, when he really wasn't, what are red flags to look out for that would show if a man is just pretending to be strong when he is actually weak? So I want to say, can we clarify the question? So this is the question. So this question came up quite a few times. Weirdly enough, we have a lot of women that listen to this, which is crazy. So that question was posed to me through two or three, no, more than that, four or five probably different females have brought this up because of just certain things we've said of like, kind of like women are saying, there's a lot of fucking pussy dudes out there. And we've actually had moms saying like, my kid needs to listen to this. I've had women say, my husband needs to listen to this. So that question came up from somebody that had been burned by a relationship where they 
same thing. Some some man had redefined what strength was, sold it to her, and then ended up getting burnt. She did. So that was the question, and it's actually been echoed through a bunch, through a few other women that have been watching this podcast, or listening to this podcast. So that becomes the question. And basically it is, you know, what are some red flags that you can see in men when they're projecting the fact that they're this macho, tough man, but really end up being manipulative, kind of not such good dudes at the end. Hmm. And I think a lot of women have been burned by this. And that's why the question comes up, which is kind of hand in hand with this strength and weakness thing. So what's your take on that? With zero counseling or psychology, you know, I've taken two psychology classes. I, I, I don't feel qualified, but I guess there's some broad things that come to my mind. Uh, there are opinions. We don't have to be qualified. True. That's the thing about this podcast. Again, if you don't like yeah. what we say, shut it the fuck off and go listen to somebody that resonates with you. I think, I think there, I would say two things. One is that it's been a long time since I was in the dating scene. But so I, I try and encourage, encourage my, my, my daughter. She just, she's got a boyfriend now. That's what I was going to say. What would you ask your daughter to look for, a yep. guy? And she came to me one day, and her and I get along pretty good, Tor, Tori, and uh, get along with all my kids. But her and I, are, we're kind of similar personalities. We're, I come off as being pretty soft, but I'm pretty blunt as well. Which the, uh, so her and I are just kind of, we just kind of put it all, all on the table. She came to me one day, and I said, Tori, just we, we, when, when, when it's time to date, you, we just got to talk. You know, because here's how it is, is you're, you start as a baby and, and I'm responsible for everything and your mother and I, and by the time you're 18, you're responsible for everything and we're just here for, for guidance. So each year you, you got to become more dependent on your own and get ready to make your own decisions. I said, so there's going to become a time that you're going to have a boy that wants to hold your hand. And I don't want to think about all the other things, but <laughs> the, uh, anyways, the, uh, so she came to you one day, she said, Hey dad. A uh, guy asked me to be his girlfriend. And I'm like, okay. Well, trust me on this one. Before you say yes, because once you get emotional, these are hard things to undo. I need, uh, I'll give you my blessing, but I need you. And I'd encourage, if you have any respect for this man, encourage him to do the same thing. Sit down and write down a list of what is uh, what is your non-negotiables and your negotiables. You know what are you looking for in a husband? Because you don't pick your husband after you're emotionally attached. You pick him before you're emotionally attached, right? And if you if you have your filter, then it's easy to say no, because there are th- things that uh, um, big biceps can be a little bit distracting for a woman. You know, like uh, uh, flowing locks and a convertible Mercedes Benz. You know, like I don't know, these things can kind of catch you. And, and guys can too. You know what it's like. You get a nice whiff of some nice perfume and, and, uh, you know, some flowing hair in the, you know, I, I remember, and, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't even care if you're not nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, you know? And, uh, and I think you got to define those before you go looking. I think if you define them before you go looking, I said, you know, you, so I said to Tori, I'm like, write down, like what are, ignore this guy that's asking you right now. Who's someone you want to spend, you want to get to 85 years with? Yeah. Write them down. What are your non-negotiables, your negotiables? And then if you get through those, and I said tell him to do the same thing, because in fairness, if you have any respect for this man, you'll ask him to do the same thing, because maybe he shouldn't be getting emotionally involved with you. Yeah. For example, what if he wants kids and you don't? Discuss that right now. Because before you have feelings and you're intertwined, and because these things are... So in short, I, um, 
I would first put the responsibility on the female's shoulders and say, be very, very clear of what you're looking for. And don't let the convertible Mercedes Benz and the big biceps and the $100 bills out of the wallet. You know, I'm not saying that's what it is, but I, I'm going to put responsibility. The second thing I would say is every human can change their future. But if I want to predict what you're going to do tomorrow, I'm going to look at what you did yesterday. And so if a human, let's talk about a man, we could, mm. we could throw, throw us on one, but if you're asking me, what does their path look like? You know, what's the last five years of their life look like? You know, how have they treated other, other females? And if it's a path of destruction and despair and bombs, yeah. run, <laughs> run. There's my <laughs> advice, right? But if, if they just had a, a marital breakup or, you know, like and they went their separate ways, because like, I don't know, there's good people that divorce and sure. good people that don't divorce. But, it, but if, if they don't talk to their kids and they're on woman number 73 and, you know, it's like, you're not going to be lucky number 74 is my prediction, yeah. right? You know, like, so I, I would say be smart about it. Don't get hooked into the biceps. Don't get hooked into the, the Mercedes Benz and don't get hooked yeah. into the $100 bills. I'm playing too hard, but I, I'm going to spin it again just like we do. Responsibilities on the, on, on, on the woman's mm-hmm. shoulders because you're worth something. You're valuable. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself. Maybe that's it. It's tr- you, you are valuable. Treat yourself like you're valuable. And only demand to be treated like you're valuable, and then in turn tr- treat the other, the man like you, like like he's valuable, and don't sell yourself short. I don't know, getting too deep here. Like no, that's do. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Hmm. That's actually a really good answer, Ken. You think really? So? Yeah, no, it was very articulate. Hmm. That's uh, that's good because yeah, my my answer is not different. It's it's probably. We align? Well, no, let's say it's probably presented different. Is you get this, you hear women talk lots nowadays about, you hear this lots where women are like, ah, like where are all the good men gone, right? My thing is like, well, you destroyed them since the 60s, but. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for men to be good really anymore at men. They just are really good at being palatable towards females, I guess. Like you said, the biceps, the mm-hmm. most things fucking fake, the car, mm-hmm. the everything, right? And sometimes if you have those things, you got to be a special kind of narcissist to get a lot of them, I think, at sometimes too, right? Not all the time. Yeah. But anybody that presents themselves as something if they present themselves as accolades and stuff before they present themselves as who they are, that's a red flag, right? Mm-hmm. Because those things can all be stripped from you and then you're just stuck with this fucking guy that's never really had to get through anything, yeah. right? Um, yeah, like guys that are overly... Be aware of guys that fall quickly for women. Mm-hmm. Those are usually going to turn out to be very needy, needy, needy men. Yeah. Right. Don't ever, if a guy just got out of a relationship and now he's in a relationship with you, you're probably going to get burnt because he can't be alone. Mm -hmm. Never trust a man that can't be alone. You know, you, a man needs to be alone for a while Mm -hmm. to get his shit together because what a woman does, as soon as a woman's in a man's life, it changes. That man's now different. You know, you're different. I don't care what anybody says. You are different alone than you are with a woman. You're different. And a man needs to know that other side. He needs to know what it's like to go out and be self-validated 
by his actions, right? If everything he does is, hey, woman, did I do a good job? That's a needy man. That's That guy's going to, that'll burn you. Yeah. It's going to burn you every single time. I guarantee it will. So if you're, you know, if some guy comes up to you and he's like, yeah, and he starts bashing the girlfriend he had a week ago because he's trying to get you, you've been warned. That's going to blow up in your fucking face. I guarantee it. Mm. And then if he's coming in and like after a week or two telling you that he loves you and that you're the greatest thing ever, you're going to get burned on that one because that's a needy son of a bitch. And he's just doing that to make sure that you give it back. Hmm. Right. Those are things that I've, I've seen and I've probably fucking done them. Who knows? But <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to say, I'm, yeah. I, you see me kind of all sm- smile and laugh because yeah. I'm thinking back to when my wife first met me. Yeah. I had big biceps. <laughs> I was a jerk. Not a jerk, yeah. but I was just footloose and fancy yeah. freak. And so, I mean, everybody can turn their life yeah. around just because they, 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 somebody messed up in their life doesn't mean they're always, always going to mess up. Uh, um, but uh, Tanner, I should probably roll because my, my what was my number? Uh, number number two was... Get the fuck out of here. Be good to my <laughs> wife. <laughs> no, that's cool. I think that yeah. we, I think we answered cool. everything that I enjoyed we that. need to answer. I enjoyed I that. That was cool. I hope Thanks. people get something out of this. Thanks for people for sending the questions. And, yeah. and uh, send more. We certainly don't know all the, all yeah. <laughs> we aren't the, it's all like, I can say I don't have all my shit no. together. I screw up all the time, but, but they're cool questions to wrestle with. And by people ask those questions, we, we, we allows us to, to banter back and forth Absolutely. to become stronger through the process. And it doesn't well. mean that any of them are right. Like, just because we have a podcast doesn't mean we're right. What this is, is what people need to do, I believe. And that's have conversations about, like, what we're really doing here is just trying to set our boundaries as to what we will and will not accept. You don't need to be Joe Rogan or Elon Mm. Musk or fucking Friedrich Nietzsche to have these conversations. You don't have to. You, You can have these conversations as just, two fucking dudes sitting yeah. here having a call. Like, that's okay. And it's, a lot of people are going to listen to it. And if, whether or not, we're not saying you need to be like us. That, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, here's some things that I think I see that would help people. Stimulate they're, thought. They're going to help me. I like Stimulate thought. those things I need to do. Sure. So, yeah. Cody, man, thanks for doing what you do. No problem. You're good at what you do. Tanner, thanks a lot. Yep. I'm going to go make my wife happy by picking her up and go letting her go feed a, a newborn. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So uh, take care. Bye. Bye-bye.